This is a Cato Special Podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. Last night's presidential debate demonstrated a few things. For example, candidates claim to be able to fix problems they don't really control, and voters, as well as many reporters, don't know the difference. John Samples, director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government, comments. Many people listening to this will have found the debates and a lot of things going on in this election fairly soul-crushing. But I think there are three themes that we can take from this first debate uh, on the presidency. Uh, one is a typical theme for libertarians, which is this: these debates seem to be about one thing, which is a sort of rational exchange of arguments for voters to reach a, a rational conclusion about who should be president. But we notice almost immediately that everyone's talking about not uh, the content of the arguments, but rather what will be the effects on the polls, what will be the reception, uh, who's the alpha male, all these kinds of issues. So the appearances, once again, of politics are very different from the reality. And I guess you do have to say uh, it it would seem that uh, coming out of this one, Romney is getting the reception that will make him seem more of a a viable candidate and so on. But that's not what it was supposed to be about. So so once again, we have to focus on really the reality of politics behind uh, the appearances. And and that's a a good point, I think, one thing to keep in mind. Uh, The other second thing I think I would notice is that as uh, adjunct scholar uh, Ilya Solman noted, a lot of the things discussed in this debate were issues that were really beyond presidential control. Consider, for example, the short-term economy and the economic performance. Now, Romney's uh, focusing on that because the econ- economy is pretty bad and it's a very much a weak point for President Obama. But everybody on all sides of these debates actually thinks in reality – that uh, presidents don't have much control over quarterly economic growth or anything like that, or even annual. It takes uh, some time to change policies and have an effect on the economy. Well, why is that? Well, they're appealing to voters, and voters generally don't know about a lot about politics and policy, and they really don't know what the president can control and can't, but they're obviously concerned about how the economy is. Um, Now, one of the reasons it's so hard to know about the government is a couple of things. One is the Constitution itself hasn't been observed. So the presidency is everywhere and anywhere. I mean, it could be that you have this magical character that is trying to control uh, the short-term economic growth. Uh, So in fact, if you had more constitutional government, a more constrained presidency, voters would not be in such a situation where it's so hard to know so much. And you would have more accountability and a larger sense, I think, that the the voters could know what the president was supposed to be doing, and they wouldn't be talking about things that the president actually has very little control over. Now, that's not so much a voters are dumb argument. It's a government does so much stuff argument. Well, the the voters are dumb and the voters are ignorant argument always has to be uh, distinguished. It's It's very hard for most people who, after all, are not obsessed with politics like most people in D.C., don't make a living from it, and they have other things to do with their lives. Their votes are unlikely to affect anything. So they uh, don't have a lot of incentives to gain a lot of information about the the presidency or policy or anything else. So that's an argument really though for the government doing less, not doing more because once the government does more, once Congress delegates to the president, 
uh, a lot of uh, things, then you lose both a sense of responsibility and make it very hard for even experts. I mean, I'm here at Cato. I'm so often uh, uh, astonished by how difficult it is for people who work in areas to figure out what exactly the government's supposed to be doing or who's doing it. And so I think the debates point up to the fact that Yes, voters are rationally ignorant, but we could do a lot more to help them in sustaining uh, popular control if government did less and if it were a constitutional government that we're supposed to have here. To your first point, uh, part of the problem as a as I have seen as a reporter for so long is that reporters typically don't understand policy, so they talk about process because process is a lot easier to understand. So when you talk about a debate, it's much easier to talk about the positioning that people are doing and how they're dodging and landing punches and, and things like that than to actually dig into the substance of the matter. And it seems to be sort of a, a vicious cycle because politicians react to that as well. Correct. And then they plan themselves around that. And, I, you know, it's imaginable that pre preparation involved looking like an alpha male or something like that. Um, so again, the appearances are different from the reality, and I, I think you're exactly right. The attempt to analogize it to sports competitions sort of helps with all of that. A third point I would make, though, on, on the policy is that it was striking that there was the discussion about uh, health care policy and Obamacare. Uh, we have to remember, in 2010, one-third of the Democrats who lost their seats in the House lost solely because of Obamacare and their support for it. I mean, this is a really big issue. In this debate, very little is said about that very topic, and Mitt Romney noticeably does not go on the attack about the mandate, which was approved by the Supreme Court, but still, it's a policy matter. And uh, you have to ask why, because the mandate uh, according to polls, remains quite unpopular. And it would seem like an, a really good point for him to bring this up uh, and say President Obama was behind this. Well, he can't. Why not? Because President Obama is going to say to him, well, you supported a mandate in Massachusetts, and, uh, you know, and then it will raise the question, do you have any principles? Though All those kinds of issues. Um, and so one of the issues here, I think, is when you pick someone like uh, Governor Romney, who really has a sort of non-libertarian history in, in many respects, uh, you have the problem that you really can't go after the president because you are offering a, an echo and not a choice. And I suspect that, true is one of the lessons of last night's debate. John Samples is director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government. You can get his book, The Struggle to Limit Government, at Cato.org.